Do you love to read but struggle to see print? Bookshare is a nonprofit ebook library that makes reading easier for people with low vision or blindness. Members can read in ways that work for them with ebooks in audio, large print, and digital braille. Get unlimited access to over 1 million titles, including New York Times bestsellers, periodicals, upskilling books, and more. Bookshare is free for New York Public Library patrons or U.S. students with a qualifying disability. For more information, visit Bookshare.org today. The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the content providers and should not be viewed as an endorsement of any product or service. Nor does it reflect the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Welcome in. Take my hand. Say hello to who you know and who you don't and who you can. We'll give promise to your springtime and beginnings to your ends. We'll try not to be cautious, we'll be friends. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Visibilities. Uh, It's been a little bit of a crazy night, but we're all here and that's what counts. And that's what's the most important thing in ACB, as long as we can manage to get all of our ducks in a row. And we've done it again this evening. And I want to welcome all of you. Tonight, we are going to talk about traditions across the country and around the world for a number of holidays. And I have some fabulous guests with me this evening, including uh, Maria Christic, from uh, the who is from the in, I'm, international I'm relations up. committee. I, this, I'm trying to remember if it's international relations or no multicultural. Yeah. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> we have guests tonight from the international relations committee at ACB and the ACB multicultural affairs committee, and they include Maria Christic, Regina Marie Brink, and our Gabriel. Lopez Cafati. And many of you have heard Gabriel on here before. Um, I talked to a friend of mine the other night up in Boston and he answered the phone. Terry, I'm becoming a wino. (laughs) 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 And I think he's probably listening now as I'm saying that because he's always on media one listening. (laughs) Hi, Rick. Hi, Linda. (laughs) Anyhow, um, I wanted to do this as kind of a, a well, a little bit of a follow up from to what the International Relations Committee did the other night, which was a great program. Um, but in the, we are so fortunate because this country is such a melting melting pot or melting pot either way. We have people from in multi generations from multiple countries and. Everyone at some point in time has brought something from their homeland to this country, and it has become a part of our, of our American culture. I guess is probably the best way to put it. But there are still so many traditions that we don't know about, um, and so that's why I thought it might be nice for us to. Hear about some that we're that we may not be familiar with, uh, and to get further and maybe to understand some of them, some of the holidays uh, a little better than we have in the past. You know, earlier 
before we started the program tonight, we were talking and someone was saying they really weren't sure what Kwanzaa was all about. And, uh, of course, we're all, you know, we, we, the over, overriding holiday right now is Christmas. Um, but there are so many other holidays right now. I mean, we have winter solstice, Christmas, Kwanzaa, uh, New Year's. Uh, right. We certainly do celebrate New Year's around here, um, even if, it, and especially in New York with that beautiful Waterford Crystal Ball. But then again, we know that I'm from Ireland originally, so <clears throat> my ancestors, my grandparents were. In any event, I would like to welcome, why don't we start with Maria? And um, I would love to know more about now Maria as I understand it you are originally from Croatia uh, yes well I'm from Bosnia but um, ethnically I'm Croat oh, okay. so I'm definitely much more familiar with how uh, the holidays are actually celebrated in Croatia so yes well can you give us a little bit of a lesson <laughs> uh, sure. Yes, I'd be happy to. Um, so, you know, Christmas is definitely the big uh, holiday there around this time of year. Um, and uh, but however, you know, Christmas is just the one day and there's definitely a buildup starting from uh, Advent, which is four weeks prior to Christmas. And then there is also uh, stuff going on during the, the 12 days of Christmas. So it's kind of a, a whole, uh, you know, over a month long thing. So um, in terms of uh, from Advent, uh, which is typically the last Saturday in November, uh, in the center squares of cities and towns, there are usually these huge wreaths that are made of um, evergreens and pines and, you know, real furs and they're typically situated around fountains when the fountains are there and there are four candles put in the center of the reeds uh one is lit each week so it burns out the following week and so hence how many candles are left symbolizes how many weeks or until christmas uh there are ornaments and pine cones and various you know christmas decorations that are put around these wreaths again so those are our kinds of spectacles and people do this with their homes as well they have these types of wreaths with the candles and these are centerpieces to tables and another uh, table decoration is um people will plant barley and this starts on um, saint lucy's day and they will put the barley in a dish and once the barley grows they again they put a candle in the center um and that's also a traditional decoration um the villages are uh, there, there are these villages constructed little um, stands that are put in the towns um, and these are used as uh, stands for Christmas markets so the the houses if you will they're, they're all surrounded with you know Christmas decorated with Christmas decorations um, and uh, they, they'll sell things like um, homemade uh, sausages uh, smoked meats lots of sweets uh, many many of the sweets are walnut based and um, these markets are definitely also you know gathering places especially at evenings nights um in the weekends lots of singing and partying and music and merrymaking and there are um hot wine and hot tea that are sometimes they're sold and sometimes they're given away as free drinks to promote the merrymaking um but one of the big things in terms of these markets are chestnuts so chestnuts are roasted um and they are roasted on these uh they, it looks similar to, to like a barbecue, to like a grill that they're roasted on and they're sold in these markets. And so, um, when you, when you are there in, in, um, Croatia and these weeks leading up to Christmas, the streets will just smell so 
pungently of chestnuts because they're being roasted everywhere and, and sold um, and they're pretty delicious. Um, and uh, in terms of, uh, so, you know, on the actual days of the Christmas Eve and the Christmas Day, so a lot of family gathering, if people are married, um, they'll go say to the husband's parents, the one say like Christmas Eve and then the wife's parents on Christmas Day, or, you know, if it's um, someone's living with their parents, they'll just have the, the you know meal with their parents or if, you know, someone's like single, it'll be with siblings and um, relatives, things like that. It's lots of family gathering. And there are very specific foods that traditionally get eaten on the Christmas Eve. There is um, a special kind of a bread that is made. Um, it's, it's like a harder um, type of, un, I guess, I think the word is like unleavened. Like it's not really softened because it's designed to be put into this um, specific type of bean stew that's very um, like a liquidy it's not very thick at all it has a lot of garlic in it and um, this is literally just eaten on this Christmas Eve um, and there is also typically fish um, that's eaten uh, so no meat eaten on the Christmas Eve and then people go to a midnight mass usually um, and then on the um, Christmas uh day itself there's something called sarma which is eaten uh, which is like a stuffed cabbage um traditionally it's stuffed with um kind of meats but it can also be like with um rice there are things called pitas which are phyllo dough um that are stuffed with various things there are cheese ones and spinach ones and potato ones and meat ones and even pumpkin ones there are all kinds and there are sweet ones as well um there's a usually there's some kind of a roast or like a roasted pork or a lamb and there's something called keshke which is um a chicken and barley type soup so all of these are you know very christmas specific um and um just the you know remaining like the 12 days if you will then of christmas a lot of it is just this gathering and friends going to each other's um houses and you know making merry and having so people are having lots of dinner and lots of you know food <laughs> during these 12 days and uh you know just being very you know joy and a lot of gratitude for family and um it definitely is uh you know quite a, a happy time it certainly sounds it. It sounds, yeah, it's funny. Things you were saying there, again, like I said, I think so many things are, I don't know if they're universal is quite the right word for it, but the smell of chestnuts roasting. Mm-hmm. Um, I know up in Boston on, uh, at, the, at the MBTA, the subway stations, one in particular, there's always that that same fragrance, that absolute one, absolutely wonderful aroma of it. Because there's somebody who, they there's a place there that does roasted chestnuts at this time of year, and the Advent wreath. I had forgotten about the Advent wreath. We always had one on the kitchen table. My mother had a bowl that it fit a, a, over, and we always had the Advent wreath with the four calendars. I mean, the four candles. Fortunately. We had four children too, so we didn't have to fight over it, over who got to light it each each day. But um, you know, there are this. I think there are so many things that are that we all have in common, and and, and yet we have so many, uh, so many different traditions as well that it just mixes together so beautifully yeah absolutely and i mean there are just there are so many different traditions that are you know around the world and and you know looking things up i i think i gosh i noted like 
you know, over 20 different things during this November to December, um, you know, time frame. And I'm sure I didn't even, you know, cover all of it. So, um, you know, if, do you want me to just kind of give a little bit of a flavor of those briefly? Or? Sure. Sure. Yeah, sure. So, um, you know, I guess we start off, um, in it's typically October, sometime in October or November, depending on the year, because it follows a lunar calendar. But we have uh, Diwali, which is celebrated by, um, Hindus and Sikhs and Jains, um, in India. So on the, in the Hindu context, it's, um, uh, celebrating the the return of a uh, of a prince who was uh, exiled due to family dynamics, and it's very much a festival of again, like you were saying, things in common, um, lights and prosperity, and there are clay lamps that are lit to welcome um, one of the uh, uh, manifestations of, of the goddess into people's homes. Who is, she's the goddess of uh, prosperity and, and good health and um, wealth. And there are um, these patterns called rangoli, which are uh, drawn on people's uh, entryways, um, various patterns made of flowers or rice or um, paint or chalk. And um, the, just the cities and the towns will just be in villages, will all be just lit up with so much of you know, firecrackers and these um, lamps as well that are called dias, these traditionally clay lamps, but now uh, there are definitely electric ones as well. Um, and there's a um, lot of, you know, gift exchange, lots of sweets involved as well, lots of, um, you know, family uh, gatherings. So that is um, Diwali in, in a very brief nutshell. Um, we also have, uh, there's also in uh, typically around December uh, 8th or so, there's uh, Buddhists celebrate uh Bodhi Day, which is celebrating um, the Buddha uh, gaining enlightenment uh, under a Bodhi uh, tree. And uh, that is um, very much just a more, you know, meditative kind of a, a holiday, a, a festival, if you will. But, um, you know, people will um, eat some tea and have some tea and eat some cookies or they'll decorate a bodhi tree um and there people will you know visit uh, shrines for example as well so that is you know relatively if you will a little quieter but definitely um people are uh you know marking that as well um there is uh if you'll just Bear with me because I am having sl slight technical difficulty with my file here. Okay, um, there is in terms of uh, just a snapshot. There's uh, Saint uh, Nicholas Day. So this is Saint Nicholas, which is you know the origin of uh, Santa Claus. Uh, and there is, uh, for example, in uh, so there's a Saint Nicholas Day that's celebrated on the sixth of December. So I apologize, I went a little out of chronology, um, but. Uh, celebrated across Europe um, in, in various ways. So like, for instance, in the Czech Republic, um, it's very interesting. I, and I, I've learned a lot in looking up to, to you know, present for this. Uh, apparently, the Saint Nick dresses like a bishop and is accompanied by both an angel and a devil. And based on this is a, you know, fun kind of thing for children that uh, based on the, the judgment of a child's behavior, the kid either gets a treat from the angel or um, gets uh, a bit uh, terrorized, apparently, by the devil. And so this is this is this happens in in Prague, and apparently the kids are, are their kids dressing as angels and devils and such as well. So it's definitely some fun. Whereas um, in the Netherlands, for example, on this Saint Nicholas Day, uh, which is on the fifth of um, December, uh, that there is a. Uh, 
uh, when second year, uh, they, the kids leave traditional clogs or just regular shoes. So, you know, you think of like the Dutch clogs, they leave them by the fireplace or the door. Um, so, you know, kind of like if you will hanging stockings over the fireplace and the shoes are mm-hmm. filled with, yeah, and the shoes are filled with hay or carrots. For, it's called Sinterklaas is the, what they uh, the word they use for Saint Nicholas um, and who has a white horse and um, it, uh, this is in the hope that you know there will be small uh, they're, they're given as um, uh, offerings with the hope that you know gifts will replace the offering so you know a little uh, twist on um, the the uh, concept of stockings um, in, that is that's really yeah. cool let me so, just jump in for one quick second here. absolutely and that is. Um, next week, we're going to be doing uh, holiday trivia, Christmas trivia, uh-huh. but uh, I happened upon one that you just reminded me of today, and <laughs> that is, in which modern-day country was St. Nicholas born in? Oh, I, I know. <laughs> I, I think I might know. I think I might. Is it, is it okay, yeah, give, it a, it? give it a shot. Is it Greece? No. no, it's not. Oh. I know, Terry. Gabriel, what do you say? <laughs> no, I know the story because, well, this is at least for, according to family <laughs> tradition. Uh, m- my grandparents on my mother's side uh, always told me the story that St. Nicholas is originally from Palestine. From where? Palestine. Oh. Okay, well, the answer that I got is Turkey. <laughs> Original, um, originally Paratana, Paratana, I can't even get my mouth around it today, a city in the ancient district of Lycia, I'm telling you, my mouth's not working tonight, of Lycia in Asia Minor. Asia Minor, where's Yeah, that's Turkey. Uh, Anatolia. <laughs> I don't know. I don't mean to just. I don't mean to totally disrupt your your family's traditions. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe it is a different Saint Nicholas because they have this whole story. And there's a church I visited, Saint Nicholas Church in um, in Bethlehem in Palestine, which uh, the story, the tradition says that um, Saint Nicholas uh, saved the town. Um, from from a bombing uh, by actually catching the bombs with his bare hands. Um, Whoa! Uh, yeah, there's there's a whole and there's a church uh, in actually it's it's the neighboring town. There's two like twin towns. Uh, Be- 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 Bethlehem has a twin town called Bedjala, and that's where the Saint Nicholas Church is. So probably it's a different Saint Nicholas. No, it could or be maybe, the same one. You know, or you maybe know, he really. Traveled. Mm-hmm. It could well be the same one. You know, the Irish claim St. Patrick and the Italians claim him as Santa Pasquale. But they say actually what it was was that he was um, he was sold into slavery and and transported to Ireland from Italy. So who knows? St. Nicholas may have started out in Turkey and ended up in in Bethlehem. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't go for his entire life history, so. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, goodness. Maria, I didn't mean to cut you totally no, off here. <laughs> no, no, this is, it's fun. I'm, I'm learning a lot of stuff here as well. And it's great. It's great to have a conversation. Um, 
So uh, yeah, just some other things that I had found. And like I said, I mean, I learned so much in like researching for this. Apparently in Greece, a big thing for decorations is wrapping some boats in Christmas lights, like some, you know, decorations of boats rather than, you know, say trees. Um, And in Iceland, there's something called the 13 Lads, which is their version of sort of like, uh, (laughs) it was described as a a cross between Santa Claus and dwarves, uh, because I guess they each have their own names and personalities, and it's a whole uh, uh, story that's given to the kids that they, the 13 nights before Christmas, they're supposed to um, leave their shoes out, again, going back to the shoes, and they can either get gifts, or uh, if they're bad, they apparently get rotten potatoes. So... uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, in the Philippines, and we actually had a, uh, a panelist from the Philippines on Wednesday. So hopefully when that is podcast, you can um, hear more about that. There's something called, uh, and I um, I may butcher this, but it's called Simbangabi. And it's um, on the way to uh, mass. Uh, basically, there is this whole, um, there, these are a series of pre-dawn masses that culminate on Christmas. But uh, when you go to the mass, there's this whole festive atmosphere on the route, like lively bands and colorful lanterns and um, street vendors are selling things like uh, there's a sweet that is uh, a purple sticky rice cake and there's another sweet that is a coconut uh, milk based rice cake. Um, there is, um, I believe, I'm not sure if I don't want to uh, go on others uh possibly what people are going to cover but i know like uh gabe might talk about las posadas as he did on our so i will not uh mention that but um there's in um in israel there's a tradition called sufganiot i'm definitely butchering this but they're apparently jelly filled donuts it's delicious Uh, oh there you go yeah (laughs) awesome um yes and they're they're filled with powdered sugar and they are um enjoyed during um hanukkah Um, they make this in hawaii too oh look at that like globalized right the the world is becoming a global village um and i think you know terry you had mentioned as well in terms of the solstice uh in uk um i'm just looking here through my notes um oh in china there's something called Dongzhui festival um and it's their take on uh winter solstice um and let's see what they uh, the chinese new year has kind of overshadowed this but um it's uh it says that ma- many um p- uh, people pay homage to a- ancestors and they eat um again sticky rice balls that are in sweet soup so lots of different sticky rice sweets um there's something in um japan there is um a solstice tradition as well um but there is uh and and what's very interesting t- apparently with this is that people visit um a natural hot spring that's filled with yuzu for the occasion and um which is a type of uh citrus fruit that it looks kind of like a lemon but it tastes like a lime and so i guess people um you know visit and and you know uh bathe in in these springs to um to welcome uh the solstice um there's also um one second here um oh my my little oh yes in scandinavia (laughs) In Scandinavia, uh, a, a tradition is there's a tradition of um, a Yule uh, goat. So 
again a, a variation of the Santa Claus legend where here's he's riding a goat instead of a sleigh pulled by reindeer and so it's common to find goat ornaments uh everywhere in um uh again various Scandinavian countries uh apparently though in, in this one town in Sweden um there's a larger than life straw goat that's erected in the town square and apparently its size has, has made the uh, Guinness Book of World Records um and it's meant to last from Advent um until uh New Year's Day um and uh, let's see um anything else here do I have noted um as you can see i mean there's oh oh yes the, well the christmas markets uh, you know in germany they're a big thing i guess i won't overlap because i kind of talked about christmas markets in the in the croatian <laughs> uh, in the croatian uh context um and let me see here in terms of um gosh there are just so many uh things in terms of um new year's there's a uh japanese new year let me see if i can quickly find what its name is here. Yeah, it's uh, called Omisoka, I believe. Uh, it's a New Year's Eve, and it's apparently the uh, second most important day uh, of Japanese tradition. It's considered the final day of the old year and the eve um, of New Year's Day, which is the most important day. Um, and families gather on this evening. Um, they basically have a bowl of um, a type of, of soba or udon uh, noodles. And um, so the, the origin, they're eating the long noodles to cross over from one year to the other. Um, and at midnight, many visit shrines or temples and um, Shinto shrines uh, will, there will be a lot of uh, bells that are rung uh, and it's very specific. They're rung 108 times to celebrate the 108 earthly desires believed to cause human suffering so that is the japanese new year but there are certainly um other new year's traditions there's a there are. yeah go go yeah. ahead i know i just gonna say there are indeed um but i think we might have some other people who have some of those that maybe we can go a little deeper into with them and but i, I can't believe all of the yeah, all of the research that you've done on this. <laughs> it's oh been fun. Goodness. I I and this isn't even all of there are literally so so many of them. So I would encourage people to it really really is fascinating. Yeah, you know, Google is a wonderful thing for learning an awful lot folks. <laughs> um and Maria obviously knows a lot of other research way beyond Google. <laughs> <laughs> but I appreciate it very much. I do want to move on a little bit to um, Gabriel. Are you unmuted? I you, am uh, unmuted. There you are. <laughs> and Gabriel is also on the Multicultural Affairs Committee. And you are originally from Honduras, as I recall. Yes, you are right. I thought so. And what can you tell And what can you tell us? about your traditions <laughs> or the traditions uh, in Honduras. The smells, the food, the traditions. It's it's beautiful. Um you know, uh and I and I noticed all the similarities uh with with some of the traditions that Maria was talking about. Uh mm-hmm. and I think some of the similarities come from the um you know uh, Catholic influence. Um, I was and, thinking and that too. Yeah. Yes, because we do have the reef with um, with the that starts uh, with Advent, 
It's the, you know, we count four Sundays before Christmas and we do the candles. I think, uh, don't quote me, I don't remember the order, but I know it's a white candle, a blue candle, a red candle, and a green candle. Uh, and there's a uh -huh. symbolism for each one. I know that white is, is purity. I, uh, I don't remember the rest. Uh, <laughs> but even the, even the, uh, the, um, the, uh, the, the robes that the priests, uh, Catholic priests use during, mm -hmm. uh, Advent is different. I think they go from purple to green, um, or they use purple during Advent and then they change it to green. Um, so basically everything starts, uh, around Advent, um, not only with the decorations, but also with the food <laughs> and the parties. Uh, a and lot what of similarities. Kind of foods? Okay, so the typical food that you will find not only in Honduras, but in, uh, I would say, all of Central America and Mexico and some countries in South America is what is known as a tamal. So a tamal is basically a very elaborate confection that takes an entire day. My mom makes them from scratch and... um I, I, I do quality control. <laughs> they wake up early, early at 5 a.m. because my mom makes uh, pork. You can make them either chicken or pork. So you start by stewing uh, little pork riblets uh, with a lot of spices. It's, uh, there's uh, 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 this, this kind of like salad or, or uh, green onion with tomatoes, cumin, uh, Freshly black pepper, ground black pepper, a lot of stuff. And um, with the water, after you boil the, the, the pork riblets, with that water, they start mixing it with some sort of lard and with cornmeal. And then um, to, you know, boiling point, then it gets to, um, it, it, it gets a consistency like a, like a mashed potato uh, consistency. And, uh, there's one, uh, there's a, ver there's one, there's part of it that is white and the other part is red. The red part is also naturally flavored with, uh, a condiment that I do not know the translation. I don't even know if there's a translation in English, um, but it's called achote. So the achote is, uh, red coloring. And, uh, then you start assembling them in a, uh, in a bunch of, uh, banana leaves. So you put a mixture of both, um, white and red, and then a little bit of rice, uh, some olives, some peas, uh, sliced potatoes, and of course, a piece of the pork riblet. Then you wrap it up and then you start piling them up. You put them in a big pan, in a big, um, pot with water and then they start boiling. And then when you open them, they, they're like, uh, you know, like, uh, the, the, the consistency is, is very solid, but when you start breaking into it, it's, it's just delicious. It's amazing. Yeah. And, uh, you definitely take that with a cup of coffee or with, uh, if you want something cold, uh, usually people drink rum and Coke with it and some people sprinkle <laughs> lime juice on it. Um, as far as sweets, uh, there is, uh, the famous torreja, which a torreja is basically a Hispanic version. I, this is how I explain it to people. It's like a, 
Hispanic version of a French toast because it is uh, either bread or cornmeal and it's also uh, deep fried. And then it is boiled in a homemade syrup that has cinnamon, cloves, and rum. Uh, rum is a big thing. <laughs> as you can tell. Happens to be one of my favorite <laughs> I'm coming Actually, to your house for Christmas. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> there is actually another similar uh, dessert, which is what people call a Honduran donut. If you've never had it, is actually it's shaped like a donut. It's uh, made with cornmeal and cheese, and then they bake them, and and they're very very dry and hard because the idea of those typically around the year is that you dunk them in coffee. So they sponge up. Whenever they get in contact oh, with any liquid, they sponge sense. up. Yes. So what they do during Christmas is that they use that Honduran donut, which is called a rosquilla. And that rosquilla is also boiled in a sim uh, syrup similar to the one from the other, from the torrejas. So then they sponge up and they absorb all the syrup, the sugar, the um, the uh, cinnamon and the cloves and of course the rum <laughs> and, uh, and they and they end up being very soft and chewy there's a lot of other desserts that are um very very heavily based on 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 different types of milk like condensed milk but i when i think about it i i, I can't help but notice that <laughs> definitely most christmas desserts in honduras are uh, are infused or moist uh, or or infused or have a moisture texture or something but uh, rum is the 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 definite uh common <laughs> denominator in all of them you know we we have imported a lot of traditions and a lot of foods because nowadays people do um enjoy you know baking a turkey um they uh, some people who do not do turkey, they do uh, chicken, like the entire chicken, and they uh, they they fill the chicken with ground pork, uh, meat, and olives, and sometimes they even do raisins. Uh, but basically, some of some of the things that are very similar to the U.S. Another huge thing in the in Honduras is a uh, pork shoulder, and it is uh, it, they do a lot of spices in it um, and juices and wine and then it bakes for hours and hours and it just falls apart it's very very good and you eat that with tortillas or with rice um there's also um different variations of potato salad there's also um hot beverages uh like a, like a like a holiday punch which obviously has Again, rum <laughs> or a combination <laughs> of different hard liquors, and it has uh, fruit like fruits like pineapple and um, orange and uh, wine. So uh, and cloves. Rum There's and wine. wine. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. The more the merrier. <laughs> and sugar. Um, so that's that's a tradition. Uh, what I was sharing uh, also uh, this past Wednesday was uh, that I find it so beautiful is is the nativity scenes. Nativity scenes are a big thing in Honduras. People there's even competitions and people get very creative and people even do like satires or they depict like something like like the happenings around the world in their nativity scenes. 
and um, they're beautiful. The entire markets sell all the implements to make your nativity scene. Um, the 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 mistletoe, the dried grass, the the little wood, um, not wooden, uh, the little clay houses and figurines, mm-hmm. and it's so beautiful because. Um, the, like Maria was saying, I, I definitely am going to talk about Las Posadas, which is, uh, something that is done in Mexico, but also in Central America, which the days leading up to Christmas, uh, you get together with neighbors or family and friends and you divide yourselves in two groups. The one group is singing the part of Mary and Joseph who are knocking on doors, asking for a place to spend the night in. And then the group inside the house are the ones saying, no, we don't have space until they get to the place where they do find is the same people singing, you know, playing the different parts saying no, mm-hmm. no, no. Until the, the, that same group that since I say it, start, they start singing. It's a very beautiful song, so, you know, that says, come in, come in and bless our house with your presence. And they open the door and then everyone starts coming in and then there's music, food dancing drinking <laughs> and then rum, add rum of <laughs> course <laughs> and firecrackers you know firecrackers are have been a, a big thing and the, they're more limited now and more regulated because there's been unfortunately many accidents um but then that's that's a big thing las posadas because the tradition is that everyone gathers around the nativity scene and everyone's admiring and and um the idea is that the nativity scene is always missing the baby Jesus. Baby Jesus does not right. go into the nativity scene until Christmas Day or right. actually midnight on Christmas Eve because the big celebration in Honduras is Christmas Eve. We, we, you know, we hug and kiss pre-COVID. Now I, I don't know how it's going to look like, <laughs> but, but then at midnight, that's what everything, ha- everything starts happening after you hug and kiss and bless each other then there's firecrackers and then there's the dinner so people wake up late on christmas day so there's not much you can do on christmas day you know <laughs> we, we celebrate from midnight on and then that's when you put baby jesus on on the nativity scene nice and that's it is that's lovely i think um, uh, let me ask you one question um sure of many of these foods and traditions, what 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 of them do you um, still carry on here in in Florida? Well, you know, um, my parents have only. I, I usually go to to Honduras for Christmas, uh, except for last year because of the pandemic. This year we're going. And by the way, uh, shameless plug, Anthony is going to be, and Penny, <laughs> our dear Penny is going to be there with another group of guide dog users to talk about this whole debacle with the, with the permits. Oh, right. We, thank God got that figured out and we're going to Honduras this year. But, you know, the, the, the year that my parents did come up here to Miami, um, I was sad because they said there is, we're not going to have the same foods, but, uh, different supermarkets carry, um, all, the ingredients to make tamal here in, uh, at least here in Florida, I've heard the same thing in uh, places like uh, some city, cities, in, cities in Texas, like Houston, um, Austin, El Paso, um, uh, definitely California, Southern California, even in uh, your area, Virginia, Washington, D.C., New York, all those areas, they have different uh, supermarkets that carry all the ingredients to make 
them all. Very cool. I hate to cut this short, but we're running fast. It's short on time quickly tonight. (laughs) Um, But hold on, because I'm going to want you back at the very end, anyhow. Our third guest, certainly last but certainly not least, is Regina Marie Brink. And Regina is um, also on the Multicultural Affairs Committee. And good evening, Regina. Good evening, Terry. Thank you for having me. Well, I'm delighted that you were able to join me. So now, you are originally from? From California. <laughs> oh, from California. <laughs> A foreign country. Oh. <laughs> Some people think so, but uh, actually it's here in the United States. And let's see, my grand. Fathers were both born in Mexico, one in Chihuahua, Mexico, and one in La Paz, Mexico. But my grandmothers were born here. So you have to go to my great-grandparents, and both of them were born in regions of Mexico. So um, I'm several generations removed, and some of that stuff has not survived. What has survived is the tamale, and we make ours differently. So we use corn husk to wrap them in. We mm. use a masa made. It used to be made with lard, but because we all learned about some cardio stuff, we switched to a vegetable-based oil now, uh, like a Crisco-type oil. It's probably not any better, but anyway, we tried to get away from the lard. <laughs> Try to convince yourself anyway. We all do the same thing. <laughs> and um, the masa is mixed. You put some spices, the little chilies and stuff in there, and then you you um you steam meats again chicken pork turkey uh, beef whatever you have and then we put that we put the masa down and then we put the uh the meat on top and we wrap it and steam it and you can also make sweet ones mm-hmm. which we do with cinnamon and raisins and pineapple some people put coconut in them and some people put walnuts. They're like a confection, like a sweet. And you can also do uh, like cheese and potatoes instead of the meat and like that. So we have several different variations and they're made ahead of time. So um, usually they're made ahead of time and we just freeze them and take them out the day of because Christmas Eve and my family was spent um, going to mass and kind of like with the family and you know in in the home the immediate family and everything it was a very religious kind of thing and then in the morning we would get up and go to my grandfather's house where the big party was and that's where um we handed out presents to the kids and we had such a big family my uh grandfather had 10 children and they all had children and i think he had like almost 50 grandchildren or something it was Um, my goodness lots of kids so nobody could buy for everybody so we had to draw names and everyone would get at least one present and there were so many people that there were two people that would call out names and we'd be running (laughs) (laughs) and one time they mixed up mine and my brothers and my brother got a knitting kit and i got a car like a set of cars (laughs) and i didn't want to give up the cars i liked them but my brother wanted the knitting set (laughs) He wasn't into knitting, huh? <laughs> and neither was I, actually. <laughs> so, 
So anyway, that poor knitting set, my grandma tried so hard. She knitted and crocheted and made beautiful things. And I never took that up. But anyway, so the tamale is similar. We would do a ham. We roast a goat in a pit um, for three days beforehand. My grandfather raises it. Um, he would raise it in the backyard and we would go out to play with the goat. He said, don't get friendly with that goat because, you know, <laughs> the goat wasn't going to make it. <laughs> we tried to name the goat. He said, nope, no name. <laughs> like, don't name it. <laughs> it's actually a very wise idea. <laughs> yeah, he's like, play with the dog, the perro, not the, not the goat. <laughs> don't play with it. Anyway, so, um, and the day of, we don't do as much rum. We do a lot of tequila. So um, On that, there's nothing to sneeze at when it comes to that either. <laughs> um, so my mom made homemade eggnog. So did my grandmother. I don't even like store-bought eggnog. I like the homemade. And um, we would always, the adults would put the tequila in there. They also put coffee and tequila. Te- I think you just mix tequila with whatever you want to drink, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sounds like Gabriel in the arm. <laughs> yeah, so one thing, the, uh, my grandmother did make rum balls. Mm. So that was where the rum came from. You know, um, it was a big party day. And usually my, um, my uncles all played guitar and sang. And they would get together. And my aunt, when she was alive, too. And they had sung for years and they would sing they would start off singing religious songs and then drinking songs and we would all dance (laughs) and uh, so it got to be a big party and someone would turn on they called it a hi-fi back then you know the stereo and lots of dancing i just remember lots of dancing late at night and it was so fun because they wouldn't put us to bed so it was great oh and the morning of most people have pon dulce you might be familiar with that it's um there's pastries of all kinds i guess it would be um translated uh, sweet bread right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. gabriel he's better at spanish than me but i believe bundles yeah sweet. yeah yeah bundles is like sweet bread mm-hmm. and there there's a million kinds they used to love to give us the cochinos which are pigs they're gingerbread basically little gingerbread pigs i like the porvorones which are like Pink, yellow, or oh yes, those, those are cookies, good. We have and they crumble, well. and you have them with coffee, and they're so yes, good. They're oh, like yes. bread. Yeah, and there's a pan huevos, which is a egg base. There's just a ton of them. I can't go into all of them. There's riboneta, which is a, a cake type. So, oh, and empanadas, and they can be stuffed with either meat or uh, sweet fillings like pumpkin, pineapple. Oh, Ooh, I don't think I've ever had them stuffed with anything oh. sweet. Mm. Oh, empanadas are. I love empanadas. I just have always had it. I've never had it with anything sweet in it. That's not. Yes, sweet. they can be sweet. And mm. so, you know, you start with that. And so, a lot of those traditions we didn't carry on from Mexico, except I think the music, the dancing, the tequila, I'm sure. And the tequila. <laughs> but I, I wanted to highlight just because my husband and children are African American and as and so I like to we have participated in Kwanzaa and I don't want to butcher the language, so I'm not gonna say the African words, but I do know the seven principles and they have candles that they light and traditions around that. And it was when when the African people were brought here against their will. They were stripped of their culture and they were stripped of 
a lot of things that came from their country. And so this, the person that came up with Kwanzaa wanted to start a tradition that would bring something to African-Americans that would give them a tradition, a sense of their heritage and ancestors and connect them to that, that spirituality, but also in, you know, strengthen them as a people. And so the seven principles, I love them. And every time I've gone to these celebrations, it's amazing. They are unity, self-determination, collective work, cooperative economics, purpose, creativity, and faith. And there are seven days of Kwanzaa. And then on uh, they light a candle for each day. And then the very last celebration is usually unity because they get together and, and everybody comes together. But otherwise, you do them in your home with your individual family. And then that last day is the big celebration, which is what I've enjoyed so much. And there's all the great stuff like sweet potato pies and, and uh, wonderful soul food of all kinds, greens, lots of different types of greens and um you know, that kind of thing, a lot of uh, cornbread and that kind of thing. So it's it celebrates African-American traditions, but it also reaches back to Africa. And there are uh, celebrations of, of the ancestors and um, of the connection as a community to to the whole. So that's what Kwanzaa is. Well, thank I'm you sure so I'm much for doing that. that that's a great summary of it. I thank you so much. Yeah. So. I really want, was hoping we could get something in about that. Um, Penny V. Yes. Would you like to, um, uh, let me jump ahead first. What I'm wondering is we've got a number of people on here, a few of whom I can, I happen to know of, um, would know plenty of some other uh, cultures and traditions from other countries. Um, if you would like to talk about that, or if traditions here in this country and where it came from, you know, if you're <clears throat> um, maybe of Italian and you are of Italian extract, that the the <clears throat> explanation of the seven fishes. Um, I think it's seven. I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. it is. Yeah, I don't like is. seafood, so I'm not a good one to say that one. Uh, something like that. We'd love to hear from you as well. And Penny will remind everybody how to raise hands and mute and unmute. Okay, to raise hands, you're going to, on the computer, it's Alt-Y. To um, mute and unmute, it's <coughs> Alt-A. On the Mac, it's Option-Y to raise your hand. It's Command-Shift-A to mute and unmute. If you're on the app on any of the other devices on your phone or an iPad or something, you're, uh, to raise your hand is in the, under, in the right-hand corner under the More button. And to mute and unmute, it's on the far left corner. And it, to, ra- to mute, wait a second, to mute and unmute. Okay. Did I say that wrong? No, um, you get it right. Okay, you got it right. Yeah, I th- and yeah. then if you're on the phone, it's um, star nine to raise your hands, and uh, star six to mute and unmute. Right. 
I always remember star six because the letter M is in the number six. It's just I and hear so myself. That's like mute. <laughs> I heard myself talking and it sounded like I was, you know, sometimes you think you're saying it wrong. So You did fine. Thank you, Penny. You do. You're welcome, Penny. And, <laughs> and uh, mixing into the pennies here, Penny, you happen to be the first one with your hand raised. Oh, yes. okay, cool. Um, so you don't have to push that little button anymore that lets you talk. Huh. Okay. Anyway, uh, I was just going to say that uh, another tradition uh, that we haven't talked about is Hanukkah, which is going on right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is also a festival filled with lights because every night you light a new candle and there's delicious food like brisket and potato latkes and applesauce. You're and absolutely carrot. right. I was thinking it ended yesterday, but you're right. It doesn't end I think end this yet. is the last night, but I could be wrong. Um, um, and um, I was just going to say the other tradition that I know about is I have a bunch of children who live in New Orleans. And uh, the 6th of January is a really big day in that culture because that's when you get to have king cake. Um, (laughs) That's right. In New Orleans, there's like big competitions about who makes the best king cake. And and it goes on from January 6th until uh, Mardi Gras is over when Lent starts. And then there's no more king cake again until the next year on January 6th. And Gabriel, I want to go to Honduras with you because I am really hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Let's all go now. That's Those tamales so. sound amazing. <laughs> oh my god! Please, please. I wish. We so could. I'll let somebody else you talk. Know, I just uh, wanted to mention Monica I, and. Uh, can you know, I, I, I do bring them frozen. So, uh, to, you do? Oh my I goodness. do. So I, I would be happy to share take some up for uh, mid-year, yes. mid-year. Sounds for, delicious. For Sounds wonderful. I love it. Oh, my uh, Yes, my family sends me home with the frozen bunch of tamales as well. Oh, yum. <laughs> <laughs> Meryl Schechter. You, uh, uh, yes. Uh, can you, can you hear me? Yes, we yeah. can. Okay. Um, I, yeah, I was going to talk about Hanukkah, too, and Penny stole my thunder, but I also wanted to talk about Rosh Hashanah, which is the Jewish New Year. And um, that, according to the Jewish calendar, it can either be in, like, September or October, and it's 10 days before Yom Kippur, which is the Day of Atonement. But basically, we have apples and honey um, for a sweet year, and we go to the synagogue and, you know, say prayers and we blow the shofar, which is a ram's horn. And um, it's a very, um, it, it's a nice holiday. I, I enjoy it. Oh, very good. Thank you. Very good. Yes, I, I, I you know, I, I, um, I did absolutely want to get um, Hanukkah in. But as I say, I was thinking it was. I was thinking that it ended yesterday, and I don't know why oh, I no, did. It started um, Sunday night, actually. So and I think that's where I was wrong. I was thinking that it had started Friday. Oh and I think no. that's where oh. that. I think I, that's where I. I think I had it in my brain as the twenty sixth instead of the twenty eighth. Oh, okay, that's okay. <laughs> I think that's mm-hmm. what I where I went wrong on it. Yep. But thank you for pointing that out. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. And. What am I doing wrong here? I'm trying to lower your hand, and instead I did something. <laughs> there it goes down. <clears throat> now, 
I noticed there are other people. Is there anyone else that would, would be willing to share something of your family traditions before you have to hear about mine? Um, <laughs> we have about three minutes. We, maybe we have about, th- yeah, I was three just minutes. about to say the same. Yeah. Okay, just want to make sure. We have about three minutes left. And um, I'm going to ask, uh, I didn't ask them ahead of time. I hope nobody gets offended by this and I hope it works. But let me, do, let me do one thing first. I want to thank Larry Gassman, who did a very last-minute dash, I think, to get on here tonight, and I certainly appreciate it. And Penny V for hosting for us this evening. And I just want to tell you that next Friday night, we're going to do uh, Christmas and a little bit of other holidays as well, but it will be primarily Christmas trivia. Um, and it's, but it, we're going to do it differently because what I really want to do is basically have a party next Friday night. And I want to invite all of you to be sure to come. Have anybody else you know that wants to come? And we're just going to kick back and have fun. Uh, I've got some fil- silly trivia questions mm-hmm. and some brain teasers. And um, a couple of other little surprises that I'm going to stick in there if I can make all of my screen sharing work correctly. And in the meanwhile, I am going to ask, and I hope this works, especially for Regina, Maria, and Gabriel, could you wish everyone a Merry Christmas in your in your Native language. You are in, in Croatian. It's Tretan Božić. <laughs> I think Regina and I can both say it at the same time. I'm you so, yeah, I bet you both. It, both you've yeah. heard it. Uh, you say it and I'll song. sing it. How's that? No, that's <laughs> okay. Cool. There you oh, we'll go. We'll both sing it. <laughs> Feliz okay, Navidad. Feliz, Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. <laughs> Feliz Navidad. Prospero año. Feliz Navidad. Prospero año. Año de felicidad. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Terry, can I say Happy New Year in French? Oh, you can Ooh. say it in all the six languages. That you know. <laughs> 20 seconds. <laughs> nice. That's and very nice. What about nice. a Hanukkah greeting, Meryl? Oh yeah, um, I would say like Chag Sameach. I mean, that's like for um, or you know, Happy Hanukkah. Um, you know, mm-hmm. for um, holiday like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Meryl, do you know all those cool Hanukkah songs? Those are cool. Um, yeah, like, yeah, I think so. Vivon, so 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 Hanukkah, who chaked Vivon, so so so. Oh, no, no. Oh, but I don't remember the rest. Of oh, that's beautiful, Mary. <laughs> that's pretty. Yeah, that's great. Terry, Terry, can you can you say it uh, in uh, in a foreign language? Oh, what did um, you say? Uh, Terry, Terry, in Italian uh, or a, Irish? No, I, I know I don't know Italian. Um, I'm. I, I used to know it in Irish. Mm-hmm. Uh, what really? is it? It's Nulu Way is the basic Merry Christmas, uh-huh. which is Harry, not exactly, it, it's spelled totally different than it sounds. What? Just say Slancha. 
<laughs> that's that's Gabriel and his rum and Regina and her tequila slunch. So you know, I I did forget that I know. I think I remember how to say Merry Christmas in Arabic. Really? Oh, okay. Yes, I I Maid Lat Said. Nice. Very nice. nice. Thank you. And we're over time, and so I'm going to thank you all. I just want to wish all of you a very Merry Christmas, a happy Kwanzaa. I love the idea of Kwanzaa. I also love the idea of Hanukkah mm-hmm. and the festival, festival of Lights and Kwanzaa and New Year's. But we can do all the rest of those next Friday night when we party. Thank you all very much. Thank you all. Yeah. Good night.